What up, what up, what up? Ladies and gents, boys and girls, you are now tuned in to a brand new episode of Sportsway with Dre Day Podcast. I am your host with the most, the Hoods ESPN, Crystal Street's very own Dre Day. What's up, what's up, what's up? This is episode 316. Episode 316 of Sportsway with Dre Day Podcast. Y'all already know how I do these episodes. I like to give thanks, so I want to thank everybody for their continued support. Keep it going, keep it flowing. This episode here, man, we're going to dive into a lot with this shit, man. Uh, Draymond has struck again, and... This time he has been, well, ain't no this time because the last time he pulled some shit like this, he got suspended, but he's suspended again. We're going to dive onto that. Uh, we're going to speak about the end season tournament in the NBA that concluded over the last weekend with the Lakers winning the first uh, end season tournament cup, I guess you could say. Um, it's a lot of rumblings right now that Coach Belichick could possibly be out of New England um, at the end of this season. It's a couple of sources that have said that, you know, that this might be the case. Uh, Shohei Otani has signed with the Los Angeles Dodgers. I believe a certain person predicted that earlier this year. We're going to speak on that as well. And then, of course, you know, NFL 14 recap, Offensive and Defensive Player of the Week awards, and then the game picks for Week 15. But let's get straight into the bullshit, and that would be Draymond Green. Once again, he has struck somebody in some way, form, or fashion in the heist of a basketball game. And once again this season, now mind you, November 14th, he had the same shit that happened with Rudy Gobert. Now, see, if you go back to I forgot exactly which episode that um that podcast that 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 build was on, I was all for what he did because he was defending the teammate. You understand what I'm saying? So I I'm I was I was all for him doing what he did. I was all for him standing up to a teammate. My only gripe was how long you had him in the headlock. That was my only issue. This this dude has had issues throughout this whole season. Whole season so far. Aside from the shit with Rudy Gobert. It was just recently, what was it? Like he had he had an issue with Cleveland and uh Donovan Mitchell or whatnot. And then now this new thing with uh Nurchik. Now I watched the replay. Clearly he did that shit intentionally. I don't give a fuck what he said in that podium talking about how if y'all know me, y'all know I don't apologize for nothing, but I apologize to Nurkic because that wasn't my intent. That damn sure was your intent. And I don't give a shit what Draymond tried to say. 
Now, maybe he was saying it to save face because he knew a suspension was coming down the pipeline. But Draymond, we know you and we know your track record, my guy. You did that shit intentionally. And nobody's going to give you the benefit of the doubt. I'm sorry. Nobody's going to give you the benefit of the doubt because of your past, your, your, your past bullshit that you've been doing. So, the word came out that he's suspended indefinitely. And, 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 and for me, I think, like, I honestly, when I heard that he got suspended, I'm waiting to see, like, yo, how many games is it going to be? How many games is it going to be? So you go on all these websites, and then you go on Instagram, and you go on all these basketball pages to see did they give you an exact amount of games that he going to be suspended for, and you don't find nothing. You just find out that he's suspended, and the word that comes up is indefinitely. They didn't say suspended for five games. They didn't say suspended for 10 games. They said suspended indefinitely, which means we don't know when this motherfucker coming back. Now, it's being rumored that they want him to go through the proper channels in order for him to come back. You know, they said that he's supposed to be meeting with uh, Adam Silver, him and Rich Paul, because, you know, he's a part of um, Clutch Sports and stuff like that meet with uh Joe Dumars and and shit like that to see how like what steps can he take to speed up the process and with him coming back me personally I wouldn't let this motherfucker back until after All-Star break because see my whole thing is this you are a repeated offender Repeated, repeated, repeated. And the part that irks my nerves is this. You have too many people out there defending his behavior. We can't defend this behavior no more. We can't. Now, now me, for y'all that know me, I'm a huge basketball fan, right? I get you can be aggressive. I get that you can be, quote, unquote, the enforcer for your team. I remember Bill Lambert and Rick Mahorn doing, doing the shit that they did with the Bad Boy Pistons. They wasn't getting suspended. I remember Anthony Mason and Charles Oakley and Xavier McDaniel with the Knicks. They, didn't, they wasn't getting suspended. Listen, Dennis Rodman. Rodman was a bad boy. Now, Rodman did some shit. You know, I remember him kicking the cameraman and... A bunch of shit. But he was getting technical fouls, like arguing with the refs and getting ejected. He wasn't going out there clocking niggas. He wasn't going out there stepping on niggas. Well, I mean, he did kick the cameraman, but you get what I'm saying. He's 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 not he's not doing he's not doing shit to players on the basketball court. Now, yeah, he might antagonize you a little bit to get in your head. But he wasn't doing anything physically to you. And he wasn't getting suspended for it. Now, they was talking about how all these ejections he got. Dude got a cut. Like, his, his ejections in the league is crazy. He's damn near close to Rasheed Wallace at this point. He's damn near close to Rasheed Wallace when it comes to being suspended. In the NBA. 
He got suspended one game in 2016. We all remember the NBA final shit with uh with LeBron, where he basically slapped LeBron in the private area, right? So we got that going on. Then in 2018, he got suspended. Conduct detrimental. Earlier this year, he got his 16th technical foul. So you already know, once you get your 16th technical foul, bam, you're suspended the game. We all remember the shit with Sabonis in the playoffs, where he basically stepped on his chest, basically. Intentional. We all remember, just like I said a few minutes ago, the shit with Rudy Gobert. He was suspended five games for that. You would think after that suspension, you will come back and be on some, you know what? Let me stop the bullshit. I'm hurting my team. Let me stop the bullshit. Nope. And then you come back and then you pull this bullshit. So now you're going to be suspended indefinitely. And what makes it even worse? You hurt your team once again. You hurt your team once again. Now, this might be the last season that all of y'all are together. And when I mean all of y'all, I'm talking about the core of the Golden State Warriors. Clay is on the last year of his contract. Clay is done at this point. Clay is finished. And when I'm and when I mean finished, that whole Splash Brothers shit, that's done. That's gone. That's over. Because Clay is a shell of himself at this point. And I mean this with all due respect. Ever since those injuries that he sustained in 2019, he has not been the same since then. Now, he might have had some time where he had his moments where he went back to the old clay. But that clay that we once knew and loved, oh, nah, that, 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 that's over with. That's over with. Steph Curry right now is playing with a bunch of young pups trying to win games. Trying to win games. Draymond has to understand that when he does shit like this, it fucks up the team. There's no secret that he is the emotional leader of that team. It's like that team, those fans, they turn up to a whole nother level when Draymond is out there. And every time he does some bullshit like this, he fucks it up for the team. So far this year, they are they are two and eight without him. Two and eight without him. They are two and eight without Draymond Green due to whether he was out for an injury or suspended. They're two and eight. And now, being that he's out indefinitely, there's no timetable for him to come back. Who knows what their record will be when he comes back? Now, I'm not going to sit here and say that their season is over. I would never say that. I respect Steve Kerr. I respect Steph Curry too much to say that. But I will say this, though. Draymond is one selfish motherfucker. We got to call it what it is. We have to call it what it is. When you are a repeated offender and you constantly keep doing shit like this, you don't give a fuck about your team. You don't. All you can't, all you can't, let's, let's just put it out there. He's a dirty player. There it is. I'll say it. He's a dirty player. 
He's dirty. I'm not going to throw the word bully. Well, yeah, I, I mean, I, I'll say bully too. But see, for me, the, the, the bully aspect, I mean, listen, it's a man's game. Man up. I understand that. But the shit that he does, the shit that he does, as it pertains to what is what leading him to leading him to ejections and leading to him being suspended, yeah, he's a dirty player. Now, what I'm going to say now, it's going to hurt me to say it, but I have to say it. And I was thinking about it yesterday when I was at work cleaning. You know, I'd be, you know, I'd be in these rooms cleaning and I'd just be zoning, thinking of shit. There are a couple of people besides Draymond. That's what's, oh, I talked about all this shit that he did. I forgot the whole Jordan Poole shit with the video that was leaked where he rocked Jordan Poole. Yep, you can add that to the equation too. Draymond has done a lot of stupid shit. And everybody has constantly, constantly defended him. Constantly. Adam Silver said enough is enough. Enough is enough. To the point where I'm going to suspend you and I'm not even going to give you a timetable for when you're coming back. I'm not going to say five games. I'm not even going to say 10 games. Now, nah, you're going to have to go through this. You're going to have to go through that in order for us to trust you to get back on this court. And you and you suspended without pay. So that brand new contract that he got last year from the Warriors, it's, it, it's a good thing he got that contract. It's a good thing he got it. But yeah, there, there, there is somebody else that I could hold responsible for this. And it's not going to be easy to say this because I love him so much. I got to blame Steph I I got to blame Steph Curry for this. Because yes, Draymond is the emotional leader on this team. We all know that. But we also know Steph, you're the star on this team. You're the leader of this team. Now, yeah, Draymond might be the heartbeat of this team. But you're everything to this team. Everything to this team. Every time Draymond did some shit, I never heard Steph say anything. Never. I, I've never heard him say anything. You, as the leader of that team, is supposed to hold him accountable. You're supposed to pull his ass to the side and call him out on his shit. Now, I don't know. Maybe, you know, maybe it's some... You know, light skin shit. Maybe it's some light skin, pretty boy, baby face type shit where it's like, yo, he ain't doing it to me, so I'm going to just keep my mouth shut. I'm not going to say nothing. Bullshit. He's been doing this shit too many fucking times for you to just sit back and don't say nothing. He's done it too many times to where you don't say nothing. And if you do say something, you give it Pete, like, 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 you're giving PC answers. That's not what we need from you when it comes to Draymond. You got to pull him to the side and tell him, yo, stop this bullshit. You fucking, you fucking up the chemistry with our team. And he's just done it year after year after year. And it makes no sense. Zero sense whatsoever. So I commend Adam Silver for this suspension. I commend him for not putting a timetable on his return. Just say he's suspended indefinitely. I commend him for that. 
I truly commend him for that. Because this brother needs a lesson. This brother needs a wake-up call. Because he's doing too much bullshit and it's unnecessary. It's totally unnecessary. Totally. Totally unnecessary. Now let's get to more NBA talk. Congratulations to the Los Angeles Lakers. This past weekend, they won the first in-season tournament cup. Let's just call it a cup because that's what the trophy looks like. It looks like a cup. Um, it's being reported that the Lakers are going to raise a banner for this cup championship that they won. Me personally, I find it funny. And the reason why I find it funny is because, see, for me, me being the basketball fan that I am, when you think of certain franchises and when they raise banners, you have some teams that raise championship banners, they raise division banners. They raise conference banners. And then if you're fortunate enough, you have teams that raise banners for players whose numbers have been retired, right? If there's one franchise that I know of that only raises championship banners, that will be the purple and gold Los Angeles Lakers. If you look in there, if you look... And they're Raptors. I'm going to call it Staples Center. It's going to always be Staples Center for me. I'm not calling it that CryptoArena.com bullshit. For me, it's still Staples Center. When you look in the Raptors, the only things you see is players whose numbers have been retired and world championships. 17 of them. There's no division there's no division champions. There's no conference champions. There's none of those. It's only world championship banners. For the Lakers to say, you know what? We won this in-cup tournament. It's in-season tournament. Let's raise a banner up there. I think it's complete bullshit. And the only reason why I think they're doing it is because obviously, because LeBron was on this team. Because I can guarantee you this. God bless the dead. If Kobe was alive, they wouldn't be doing this. Because, see, I don't think Shaq is approving of this. I don't think Magic is approving this. I don't think Kareem is approving this. I don't think any Laker great is approving this move by celebrating a fucking in-season tournament with a banner hanged up in the Raptors. I don't think any of them are. It's an accomplishment. Congratulations. Me, personally, I wasn't too thrilled with the end-season tournament when they announced it before the season started. I wasn't too thrilled with it, but I get why they did it. They did it because I guess they figured, you know, they're losing a lot of fans. Fans are getting tired of the same old basketball. Fuck it. Let's make things interesting. Let's put an end-season tournament along with the season, and let's have some fun with it. 
Now, there were some things about it that was dope, and there were some things that I didn't like about it. But to raise a banner for an end-season tournament, come on, get out of here with that bullshit. Now, of course, you know what the LeBron supporters are saying. They're trying to include this as a fifth championship. No, we're not doing that. No, we're not doing that. I get I get it. It's the first one. I'm quite sure this in-season tournament is going to keep going. It's going to keep going. I'm sure they're going to keep it. I don't think this was just a, uh, a one-off where it was only this year they was doing it and they're not going to do it again. They're definitely doing this again. But to raise a banner for winning this shit, nah, come on, get out of here with that. Get out of here with that. I'm not buying it. I'm not buying that. Uh-uh. Miss me, miss me with that bullshit. Miss me with it. Now, I know some people say, oh, you're only saying this because it was the Lakers. Oh, because it's LeBron. Me, personally, I don't give a fuck who would have won the shit. I'm not celebrating no end-season tournament. That shit don't mean nothing to me. The only thing that I like about it, honestly, to keep it a buck, is... The bag that you get when you win. Because a lot of these, because obviously the Lakers won. There's a lot of players on that team that don't get paid that much. So now, with them winning this, there's some incentive, you know, there's some incentives in it for them. So that's the only part that I'm happy about. And me personally, I felt that Anthony Davis should have won MVP. Because if you go to that final game, if you look at the numbers, the numbers clearly tell you Anthony Davis should have won an MVP. But who did they give it to? LeBron. Now, you know, I you know, I you know, I made a comment on my Facebook page where I said AD should have won. But I know why they gave it to LeBron. You can't be slick to a can of oil. But I had to like a couple of my people were saying that how, oh no. It's because of the duration of the tournament. It's because of what LeBron did the whole tournament. That's why he won it. Me personally, I call bullshit on that. Because just take the NCAA tournament, for example. When you get to the national title game, they don't give it to the person who had the best tournament. They give it to the person who had the best game. Most outstanding player. Most outstanding player of that game. That's who they give it to. They don't give it to somebody who, oh, well, yeah, he had the great tournament. He put up these amazing numbers. Yeah, let's give it to him. No, no, no. They give it to the player who had the best numbers in that particular game, which was the final game. MOP, most outstanding player. And for me, the MVP of that game last weekend was Anthony Davis. The man had 40 and 20. LeBron did his thing. I'm not arguing that. But I just felt that AD should have won. But of course, you know, they got to give it to LeBron because, you know, they want to keep painting this narrative that he's up there with Mike. He ain't up there with Mike. Y'all can keep trying to shove that shit down. I'll throw all y'all want. Pause. He is never going to be on the same level as Michael Jeffrey Jordan. I don't give a fuck. 
Him winning this MVP doesn't move the needle for me. Him winning this in-season tournament cup does not move the needle for me. Niggas is even in the locker room throwing champagne on each other, celebrating a fucking in-season tournament. Get the fuck out of here with that bullshit. For me, this this is this is on some participation type shit. This is this is a this is a participation trophy for me. This shit don't move the needle for me. Until you uh, uh, listen, until we hit June and you are possibly in the NBA finals and you can say you are a world champion, then we talking. Because that's what I'm that's what I'm concerned with. I'm not concerned with no end season tournament. That shit don't do a damn thing to me. It does nothing for me. Congratulations to them, but miss me with miss me with the whole raising the banner bullshit. You could nah nah. You 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 can you can get rid of that bullshit. I'm not with that. Nope. Nope. Not with it at all. We not jacking that over here. Okay, next we have NFL talk. And the word around town is that Coach Belichick might be on his way out the door in New England. Uh, There was rumors going around that how Mr. Kraft has somehow already has already sealed the fate with Coach Belichick after this season. The report is the Patriots have decided to part ways with Bill Belichick following this season. Now, me personally, for someone who used to be a Patriots fan, now I say used to because my loyalty was the time. It wasn't to the Patriots. It was the time. I've always been a Brady fan. Since he was at Michigan. So the loyalty was towards him. Not towards the Patriots. The one thing I do know about the Patriots was this. Certain shit didn't get leaked out. You know what I'm saying? Like, dealing with the Patriots, it was kind of like some Fort Knox shit, right? So, for these reports to somehow come out and say, oh, the Patriots have possibly come to terms with possibly parting ways with coach Belichick at the end of next at the end of this season is crazy to me but here's what I really have to say about this maybe it's about time maybe it's just about time The man has been there for 20-plus years. Yes, he's won six Super Bowls. We know the person that he won the six Super Bowls with. But right now, for whatever the reason may be, that team is just not responding to Coach Belichick. Listen, sometimes you just might need a new voice. You just might need a new voice. And then on top of that, we gotta keep it. We gotta like. We gotta keep it funky. You understand what I'm saying? 
we gotta keep like like we gotta keep it like like we gotta keep it all the way funky here. Coach Belichick has been the general manager for New England for a few years, right? These players that he has brung over to this team, I can't say not one of them have panned out well. Starting with that quarterback, Matt Jones. They was looking to him to be the heir apparent to Tom Brady. And obviously, that has fall, fall, that has fallen far from the wayside. Clearly, they got that wrong. Clearly they got clearly they got that shit wrong, right? Then you factor in that you're the reason why the GOAT left. Right? I think that right there is the creme de la creme right there. Because you have people in Boston, you have people in New England. Primarily fans who have not forgiven Coach Belichick for kicking Tom Brady to the curb. Now, I know people are going to sit back and say, oh, how did he kick Tom to the curb? Tom went to Tampa. Tom wouldn't have went to Tampa had Coach Belichick still wanted him. Coach Belichick, for a few years prior to Brady leaving, was trying to get rid of Brady. Because he wanted Jimmy G to be next in command. Look how that panned out. You watch a dude play two games while Brady was suspended and then say, you know what? He's played great these two games. All right, Brady's been suspended. Yeah, I, 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 I want him to be our quarterback for the future. So now it's time that I put, the, I put the pieces in motion to get rid of Tom. That's what Coach Belichick was trying to do. Mr. Kraft the first time said, nah, we're not doing that. So then Brady, you know, you know, Brady went upstairs and told Mr. Kraft, yo, Bill trying to get rid of me. You got to get rid of Jimmy. Brady, you know, Mr. Kraft accommodated Brady on that. Got rid of Jimmy G. We get to the second time. Mr. Kraft said, all right, maybe we need to part ways here. And I'm quite sure that's something that Mr. Kraft is still regretting because he loves Tom like a son. Clearly, but if you ask Patriot fans, if you ask the people in the media in Boston or New England, they will tell you by a large margin that they have not forgiven Coach Belichick for what he did in getting Tom Brady out the door. See, it's one thing for you not wanting him there no more. It's a whole nother thing to where he leaves and then his first season with his new team, he wins a Super Bowl. So not only did he leave, he went to a new team in his first year and won a Super Bowl. And New England ain't done nothing since Brady's been gone. I think it was one year they went to the playoffs, got smoked by Buffalo, and then after that, ain't been to the playoffs ever since. I think this is now the fourth season since Brady's been gone. I think the fourth way in. Yeah, yeah, because he played three. He played three with Tampa. He won the Super Bowl the first year. Lost to the Rams in the divisional round the next year. 
lost to the Cowboys in the wild card. So, yeah, this is the fourth season that Brady has been gone. And New England only made the playoffs once, and that was in the wild card where they got smoked by Buffalo. And then all the other years since Brady's been gone, they haven't even sniffed the playoffs. So, yeah, people in New England have not forgiven Coach Belichick for that. You let the golden boy go. You let the goat leave. We can't forgive you for that. And I just honestly think that the players are not, they're not responding to him. Now, I will say this, though. The offense is to shit. But that defense is still one of the top defenses in the league. But that's because of Coach Belichick. That's his pedigree. Defense. But if your offense can't put up no points, come on, what are we talking about here? The Patriots are 3-10. 3-10. It's been years since the Patriots had 10 losses in a season. In fact, it's been years since they had probably nine losses in a season. I just, I, I just honestly think it's time for a change. I honestly think it's time for a change. I believe Coach Belichick needs to go somewhere else, a la L.A., because, listen, we all see what's going on with the Chargers right now. Now Justin Herbert is gone. He's done for the rest of the season. Listen, I wasn't the biggest Brandon Staley fan anyway. And then after that shit that happened in the playoffs last year with Jacksonville, with them having that big ass lead in the wild card and then losing it and, and then losing it, that right there was a fireball offense to me. And then we get to this year. It was a lot of expectations for the Chargers this year. And obviously, they have fallen to shit. I think it's time for a new voice in the Charger locker room. And what better coach to bring there? than Coach Belichick. Because I truly believe that that Chargers defense, they could be elite. I believe they can. With Joey Bosa, a, a healthy Joey Bosa, a Khalil Mack, you know what I'm saying? I think that offense in New England, I think that offense in, with the Chargers, they could do some shit if you bring the proper pieces with Coach Belichick. I think you, listen, and th this is not anything that I've heard or anything like that. This is just me giving my assessment because I'm familiar with New England because that, was, that, that used to be my team. If Coach Belichick was to leave New England, you can't just bring any coach there. You can't do that. You would have to basically bring somebody in that knows the organization. You know what I'm saying? I mean, Bill O'Brien is the offensive coordinator. If Coach Belichick was to leave, I would say upgrade him to the head coach. I think uh, Gerard Mayo was there too. Um, I mean, Mike Rabel is still coaching the Titans. Is there a way that I could probably get him to leave there and come back to Foxborough? I'm not sure. And then let's say Coach Belichick does go to the Chargers. Get Josh McDaniels, have him be your OC. Because clearly he's not a head coach. He done had too many cracks at trying to be a he, he done had too many cracks at trying to be a head coach 
and it hasn't panned out well for him. So I say he goes back to being an OC. And why not be an OC in Foxborough with, I mean, in, in, in Los Angeles with Coach Belichick? That's just my opinion. This is not, you know, you know, this is not nothing. You know, this this is not nothing that I heard or anything like that. This is this is not, you know, anything that I'm reading in the tabloids or anything like that. This is me giving my honest opinion. But I honestly believe that maybe it is time for a change in New England. Maybe maybe it's time. Maybe it's time. The man has been there for too long. But I would say a mutual agreement. I can't see Mr. Kraft firing Coach Belichick. I can't see that. I can't see him firing him. But I could see somehow, some way, they have a mutual agreement as it pertains to parting ways. I can't see Coach Belichick being fired. I can't see that. And I don't think Mr. Kraft would do that because with the respect that he has for Coach Belichick and what he has done in New England, you can't just fire him. Nah, you, it, it has to be a mutual agreement. It's got to be a mutual agreement. It's got to be. Got to be a mutual agreement. Okay. MLB talk. Now, this part I actually love because I get to gloat in my shit talking. Baseball season starts late March, early April, right? I believe earlier this season, I believe earlier this season, I want to say around that time, me and my favorite white boy, Aaron Kendrick, y'all have heard him on the podcast a few times. Go back and dig for the episode. We did our MLB prediction for the 2023 season. And when we talked about our predictions as far as who was going to win the division and who was going to make the playoffs and all that other shit, the, 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 the thing I added to the convo was this. We, we already knew that Shonei Otani was on his last year. He was on his last year on his contract with the Angels. And I just said, listen, he's leaving the Angels in the offseason. He's not coming back here. And there's only one team that I can see him going to. Now, there's going to be teams interested in him. I said Boston was going to be interested in him. I said, shit, I wouldn't mind my Yankees being interested in him. But I said it was one team that's going to really go after him and they're going to get him. And that's going to be the Los Angeles Dodgers. Because if you just look at what's going on right now when it comes to free agents, they're going to the Dodgers. Freddie Freeman, the man won a World Series with the Braves. And in the next year, he said, fuck that. I'm going to the Dodgers. 
Fuck just winning the World Series with Atlanta. I'm going back. I, I, I'm, I'm going to the Dodgers. And now we fast forward to this. Ten years. Seven hundred million. That was his contract. Ten years, seven hundred million. Now, it's being reported that how he deferred, I think six hundred and eighty million or some shit. I think I, I think he'll get the rest of that at the end of the contract. So supposedly they said something about how he's gonna, I guess, get paid. What is it? Two million. Two million of. He's gonna get paid two million the first two years. I like I I don't I, I don't know the, the the exact the breakdown for each year, but I think the first two or three years he's gonna get two to five million on that contract. But let's keep it all the way one hundred here. Is it safe to say? That the Los Angeles Dodgers are going back to the World Series. With this move, is it safe to say that they're going to the World Series? Part of me wants to say yes, but I have to be objective here. Because for years, we have seen teams where they've made these big moves in the offseason. They'll have the best record in the regular season, like the Dodgers did a few years ago where they had the best record in the regular season and San Diego got their ass out of there in the playoffs. Who's to say that won't happen this year? Because remember, Otani is not pitching this year. So all he's going to be doing is hitting. All he's going to be doing is hitting. Now, me personally, what was it? It was a report that came out last week. Dodgers manager Dave Roberts said that Mookie Betts was going to be their full-time second baseman, right? Leaving right field open. So once I heard that, I said, yo, it's crystal clear Otani going there now because they got a, they got a position wide open for him in the outfield because contrary to popular belief, Otani is also not only a pitcher, he's also an outfielder. But see, with the Angels, they didn't have him playing the field that much. They had him playing DH. But in reality, he's also an outfielder. So when I heard that, I said, oh, yeah, they got a space open for him. He's definitely going to the Dodgers. I just didn't think it was going to be at $700 million. Now, this is somebody who has won two of the last three MVP awards. So we got to factor that in, too. If it wasn't for my boy Judge winning one last, well, can't say last season, the season before last, Otani might have won three MVPs. Because the year Judge won, when he broke the American League home run record, Otani was in second place for MVP. And that MVP race was close. It wasn't a landslide for Judge to win. Believe me, I'm happy he won. But you can make a case that shit, Otani could have won MVP too. The dude pitches and he hits. And it's not like he's just doing those two things. He's doing those two things at an elite level. That's what the Dodgers is getting. And now I see why they gave him what they gave him. Now, 
the Giants, I, I feel bad for the Giants because the Giants, these last few years, they have been trying to get star after star, and they've come up empty-handed. They tried to get Judge. That didn't work. They tried to get Otani. That didn't work. Now, the crazy thing is, they're saying that how the contract that they offered Otani was basically the same as what the Dodgers gave him, if not in the same realm. But see, here's the problem with that. The Giants ain't winning no time soon. This is not like the two, this is not like the mid two, this is not like, you know, the, two, the 2010s where the San Francisco Giants was winning championships every even year. You understand what I'm saying? Like, I think, what was it? I think they won the World Series in 2012 and 2014. I think they was winning championships the odd, the, the, the even years. Those days are long gone. You know what I'm saying? Um, what was the pitcher name that had the crazy wind-up with the crazy hair? I can't remember his name. Uh, Bumgarner's not there no more. Buster Posey's not there no more. Like, nobody cares about the San Francisco Giants no more. Hence to why these players ain't going there. Who was it? I think they was trying to get a... Uh, I think they were trying to get Carlos Correa. They had him signed. He reneged and said, you know what? I'm going back to Minnesota. Oh, no, no, no. I think it was a failed drug test. I think it was a failed drug test or some shit like that. But, yeah, they've tried they, they've tried to get these big-time players, and they didn't pan out. But, see, this is another thing that I don't think people are paying attention to with this move that the Dodgers just made. And I think it's very key. I think it's very key. If y'all don't think for one split second that the Dodgers are not going to go after Yamamoto now, you're sadly mistaken. And see, that's the part I'm afraid of. Because I believe my Yankees, we need to be getting him. We need to be throwing the kitchen sink at that young man and get his ass in New York and in those pinstripes. We cannot let the Dodgers pick him up. But see, here's the thing. Now that Otani is over there, and now with him deferring this contract, this gives the Dodgers some leeway to go out there and try to get him. They already got one Japanese star. Why not go after another one? Now, if that happens... Shit, you might not even shit, you might not even need to play baseball this season. You could just give the Dodgers the championship now. But me personally, Yamamoto needs to come to New York. And for the Yankees, not the Mets, the Yankees. We cannot let the Dodgers get him. So Yankees, if you are hearing this, Brian Cashman, if you are hearing this, Hal Steinberger and the kids, if you are hearing this, go visit your dad. Whichever cemetery he's in or whatnot, if you have his ashes at home, visit the ghost of the boss. Sign Yamamoto. Do not let the Dodgers get him. Do not let the Dodgers get him. Because if the Dodgers get a hold of him, we might as well just cancel this MLB season and just give the Dodgers the championship now. We cannot allow that to happen. 
We cannot allow that to happen. Okay. Now let's get to some NFL talk. This will be the last portion of the episode. Just a quick recap. I'm not going to do no big old recap, but I will say this, though. I believe Zach Wilson last weekend might have had his best game in his young career. He might have had his best game. Now, I'm going to keep it all the way funky. I was going to give him. If he would have had the perfect game against the Texans, I would have gave him offensive player of the week. I would have. But what fucked it up was that he turned the ball over. He fumbled the ball and he lost it. If you've been following the podcast, I have said this plenty of times. If you have a great game, number-wise, but you turn that ball over, I got to disqualify you. And with the numbers that he put up, because he put up great numbers. Like, again, I think this was the best game he ever played. 301 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. However, he fumbled the ball. Once you did that, that just took you out the contention for offensive player of the week. Had he had a perfect game and no turnover, I'd have gave it to him. But both quarterbacks from New York did good. Tommy DeVito did he did he did well against Green Bay. Now his numbers wasn't like Zach Wilson. But when they needed him to answer the call, when the bumper met the road, especially in that fourth quarter, he answered the bell. And listen, I'll say it. This Giants team, whether it's the defense, whether it's the offensive line, they are answering the call to DeVito more than they've ever done to Daniel Jones. And the crazy thing is, they just gave him this big-ass contract. Because if you ask Giants fans, this is DeVito's team now. This is his team now. Like, you got like you got fans in the stands doing the, the, the gesture that Tommy DeVito does. Because, you know, he's Italian. You know how Italians, you know, when they speak, you know, they got that hand gesture that they do. You got fans in the audience doing that shit now. You got players on the sidelines doing that shit now. You even got people in media doing it now. So I'm 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 loving what I'm seeing out of him. I am. Truly am. You know, he got he has this agent that looks like he might have mob ties to him. I don't know, but you know, who knows? But I do know this. This Giants team is galvanizing around this young man way more than they ever did Daniel Jones. So I believe next year, when Daniel Jones come back, oh yeah, it's going to be a competition for that quarterback spot. This shit ain't just going to go to you because of the money we gave you. No, 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 no. You're going to have to earn this shit. And from what I'm seeing right now, I'm loving what I'm seeing out of Tommy DeVito. Listen, I remember when he first was getting the starting job. They kept, I wouldn't say they was making fun of him, but 
They kept calling him Danny DeVito. Now, we all know who Danny DeVito is. Great actor. Twins were Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, Penguin and Batman Returns. What's the worst that could happen with Martin? We all remember that court scene with, uh... With, uh, with Danny DeVito where he was cursing at the camera and the lady that does the sign language like they just ate that role apart but stay focused they was like you know they, they couldn't remember his name they kept calling him Danny DeVito ain't nobody calling him Danny DeVito no more they're respecting his game and they're calling him by his name Tommy DeVito and I'm all for it all for it The Chiefs, once again, having problems with these receivers dropping the goddamn football. Dropping the damn football. I Listen, this is just me. When I gave my prediction before the season started, I said I had the Chiefs and the Ravens in the AFC Championship game. I still believe that that's going to be the case, but I think it's only going to be one difference this year. And the difference that I see this year is I don't think that the road to the AFC, I don't think the road to the Super Bowl is going to go through Arrowhead this year. Since Mahomes has been the quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs, which is, I think, it's been six. I think it's six years. I think it's been. Six, I think. I think he's been in the league for six years now. Each year they've been in the playoffs. The road to the Super Bowl has gone through Arrowhead. That AFC Championship game went through Arrowhead. Some of them they won. Some of them they lost. But the common denominator was it went through Arrowhead. I believe this year that won't be the case. I think it's going to have to go somewhere else, whether Miami or Baltimore, but I don't see I I, I don't I I don't see it being in um Arrowhead this year. I just don't. I don't see it. I don't see it. The Cowboys. Listen, I predicted that they was going to beat the Eagles. The Eagles have been very, very shaky these past few weeks. And I felt that the Cowboys was going to beat the Eagles at home. I just didn't think it would be that much of an ass whooping. See, it's one thing for the Eagles to barely beat the Chiefs. If it wasn't for receivers dropping passes, the Chiefs would have won that game. So that would have been a loss right there. If Josh Allen wouldn't have overthrew his receiver in the end zone in overtime, that would have been a win. You get railroaded against the Niners at home. You get railroaded against the Cowboys in Dallas. In reality, the Eagles should have four straight losses. But now they got two straight losses, and two of those losses have been blowouts. And it don't get any easier because they got the Seahawks this weekend and it's in Seattle. And if it's one thing we know about Seattle, that is a tough place to play. That is a tough place to play. So that's not going to be an easy game for the Eagles. But kudos to the Cowboys. They are, they, they are looking like one of the top teams in all of the NFL, not just the NFC. 
in all of the NFL. Like, if I was to give my top five teams in the NFL right now, I would have the Niners at one. I would have the Cowboys at two. Yes, I'm saying it. Believe me, this ain't easy for me to say. Y'all know I have no enjoyment saying this shit. But I truly believe that the Cowboys is the second best team in the NFL right now currently. I say Niners, Cowboys, Ravens. And then you can add whatever two you want to add. But yeah. But let's get to my offensive and defensive player of the week awards for week number 14. Because we are about to embark on episode, well not episode, we are about to embark on week 15. My offensive player of the week, listen, like I said, I wanted to give it to Zach Wilson. But he didn't have a perfect game. He turned the ball over, so I couldn't give it to him. But I will say this. That boy Debo not playing. That boy Debo not playing. For the second straight week, I had to give Offensive Player of the Week to my boy Debo Samuel. I wanted to give it to D-Hop. I want I, I I honestly I honestly want to give it to D Hop because primetime game, Monday night football against the Dolphins, a place where people, you know, listen, the Dolphins can fuck around and probably get home field advantage too. They can still get that number one seed. It's not, you know, you know, you know, it's not out the rear view mirror for them. They can still get it if they get their shit together. I want to give it to D Hop, because D Hop, you know, he played a great game. 124 yards, he got a touchdown, seven receptions for 12 targets. I wanted to give it to him. But that boy Debo, man, since he's been back from injury, he has been on a tear for the Niners. He had 149 receiving yards, one touchdown, and he had a rushing touchdown. So basically, he had two touchdowns. D-Hop only had one. So that's why I gave it to Debo, because he got in the end zone twice. Again, D-Hop has some numbers too, but he got in the end zone once. Debo got in there twice, so that's why I gave it to him. And on defense, I went with Ivan Pace Jr. of the Minnesota Vikings. Listen, it wasn't no listen, it was no static in this game with the Raiders. 3 to zip. That was the score the whole game. 3 zip. That was the score the whole game. 3 to zip. No action whatsoever. But hey, my man had 3 My man had 13 total tackles. A sack, a quarterback hit, so yeah, I gave it to him. And he had an interception. If listen, if you listen, if you catch an interception or take it back to the house, if you force some fumbles or whatnot, you're definitely gonna get the award from me. And again, he caught an interception. 
So that will definitely help you win this award. So yeah, on offense, I went with my boy Debo Samuel of the San Francisco 49ers. And then on defense, I went with Ivan Pace Jr. of the Minnesota Vikings. There you have it. Okay. Now let's get to my picks for week 15. But first, let me just say I had a bad week. A bad week of picks. Now, when I announced the picks last week, I was so confident in these picks. I was very confident. I didn't think I would have a 7-8 record, though. Now, some of these losses, total bullshit. Total bullshit. Some of these losses were very disappointing. Listen, I picked the Raiders to beat, I picked the Raiders to beat the Vikings. And you mean to tell me y'all couldn't get more than three points? The Chargers lost to the Broncos. I mean, that could have went either way. But I think that was more so that Justin Herbert got hurt. So, you know. I think that's what happened with that one. What was my other loss? The Lions. The Lions lost to the Bears. Now, mind you, we've been hyping up the Lions all year. Rightfully so. They're probably going to lock up their division, which I predicted. But you ain't supposed to be losing to no Bears. I'm sorry. You're not supposed to be losing to no Bears. Listen, I lost both my Monday night games. Both. The Giants won by a field goal. I had actually picked the Packers. And I picked the Dolphins to beat the Texans. Got that wrong. The Steelers lost to the Patriots. Now, see, me, I honestly think this. With you losing to the Patriots, the Steelers don't deserve to make the playoffs. If you lose to New England, you don't deserve to make the playoffs. Honestly, you don't deserve it. I picked the Texans to beat the Jets, and the Jets beat shit down their leg, 30-6. to six. Yeah, so I had a bad week. Seven and eight. I was seven and eight with my picks, unfortunately. That sucks. But, uh, okay, let's get to it. Week 15. We got, listen, prime video. You know what I'm saying? Thursday night football, prime video. We got the Chargers and we got the Raiders. Listen, Justin Herbert is out. So, I'm going with the Raiders. Honestly, I was probably going to go with the Raiders anyway because I'm about tired of picking the Chargers and they disappoint me. So, I'm going to go with the Raiders. And now that we at the tours at the end of the season, now them Saturday night games come back. So, we got three games on Saturday. We got the Vikings and we got the Bengals. Yo, not for nothing, both of these teams are fighting for playoffs. It was looking like the Vikings wasn't going to make the playoffs, but I think if the playoffs started today, they'll be in as a wild card. 
So this game here is not, not easy. But I'm going to go with the Bengals. Listen, Joe Burrow is out, but that quarterback that's been playing recently, Browning, I think his last name is, he's doing his job. He's doing his job. He's holding it down. Next, we got the Lions and the Broncos. I'm only going with the Lions because they're at home. I'm only going with the Lions because they're at home. If this was a road game, if it was in Denver, I would go with Denver. But I'm going with the Lions because they're at home. And it's a primetime game. So I think, you know, the Lions having another primetime game this season at home, that's just going to wow those fans up. I think they had a Monday night game earlier this year too, which they won. So I think they're going to, you know, wow them up again this weekend. So, yeah, I'm going with the Lions. Now we get to Sunday games. We got the Dolphins and the Jets. I'm going with the Dolphins to sweep the season series. Again, I said Zach Wilson played a great game last weekend. Will he have a repeat of that this weekend? Don't know, but I do know this. The Dolphins will win that game, though. I'm interested to see what they're going to do with Tyreek Hill. Is they going to put Sauce Gardner on him? I know you ain't going to have him one-on-one -on -one with him. You definitely going to have to have somebody. On a, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see how that's going to play out. Next, we got the Titans and the Texans. Not for nothing. Not for nothing, I'm going to go with the Titans. I'm going to go with the Titans for this game. Houston had their chance. They might have had their chance to do some shit. At least try to make a playoff run. Or at least even, even win their division for that matter. I think with that loss to the Jets, that fucked them up. So I think that the Tennessee Titans are going to beat them this weekend. So I guess you could say that's my upset pick because the Texans is 7-6. The Titans is 5-8. Next, we got the Buccaneers and the Packers. Listen, my bro guru, man. He might be upset with me for this because I know he wasn't too thrilled with me picking the Bucks to lose to the Falcons. And the Bucks won that game, by the way. That was another loss of mine. But now do I pick the Bucks against the Packers? Hmm. I'm going to go with the Packers. Now, the last time these two teams played in Lambeau, that's when the GOAT was there. But the GOAT ain't in that uniform. That would be old Baker Mayfield. That's the quarterback this year. 
And Baker's actually playing. And Baker's actually having a good year. I forgot. I, I forgot to mention that. He, he he's ha he's having a good year. Let me just say that he's he he is definitely having a good year. So I want to give credit where it's due. But the Packers are gonna win this game. Next, we got the Giants and the Saints. Ah. I'm going to go with the Saints. If this was in MetLife, I would pick the Giants. But it's in that dome. And New Orleans is prideful in that dome. Even with a 6-7 record. And remember, they still fighting for the playoffs as well. Because if they win their division, they're in. Clearly, they're not getting in as a wild card. In order for them to get in, they have to win their division. So they still got a shot. So I'm going with the Saints to beat the Giants. Next, we got the Falcons and the Panthers. I'm going to go with the Falcons. Yo, Falcons, if y'all lose to the Panthers, nigga. Next, we got the Browns and the Bears. I'm going with the Browns. Yo, they picked up my man Joe Flacco off his couch. They picked my man up from off his couch. And he went to work last weekend against the Jaguars. I've always liked Joe Flacco. I just didn't like him when he was a Raven and he was playing my Patriots. That was the only time I didn't like him. Speaking of Patriots, we got the Chiefs and the Patriots. Yo, these Chiefs receivers better get it together. If you want to gain some, but see, here's the, but see, here's the thing, though. I spoke about this earlier with Coach Belichick. His offense ain't shit, but we know his defense is going to be elite. And listen, and we know Coach Belichick. We know his defense as far as what he does. He takes your best player and he takes him away from you. Now, we all know who Patrick Mahomes' favorite target is. We all know who's his best target, and that would be Travis Kelsey. If you don't think that Coach Belichick is going to be doubling him, you are sadly mistaken. Because especially with these receivers dropping passes, all right, cool, I'm going to double Kelsey, and I'm going to let these drop pass receivers try to beat us. So I could definitely see Coach Belichick pulling that off. Now, I don't know if it's going to be executed to a victory, but I could definitely see him trying to do that shit and doubling Kelsey. But nonetheless, you still got Patrick Mahomes. I'm going with the Chiefs. Next, we got the Niners and Cardinals. I'm going with the Niners. Next, we got the Commanders and Rams. I'm going with the Rams. This is going to be a goodie. Cowboys and Bills. I will say this. The Cowboys have been riding high lately, but this is a trap game. This is a trap game. Because again, 
The Cowboys have been amazing at home, right? I think they have like a 15 or 16 game winning streak at home, dating back to last season. Unfortunately, this game is not at home. It's on the road. It's in Buffalo. And I'm quite sure it's going to be cold up there. Bills Mafia will be ready for this game. Do I want to go with the Cowboys to win this game or do I go with the Buffalo Bills? I like what I saw out of Buffalo last week against the Chiefs. I honestly don't know who I'm going to go with with this game. This one, like, like this one right here. This one, I, I I honestly don't know. I honestly do not know. But this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to go with the Cowboys. I'm going to go with the Cowboys. I say it's a close game. And I say the Cowboys win by a field goal. That's how the Cowboys will win this game. That's my gut feeling. Okay, next we got Sunday Night Football. We got the Ravens against the Jaguars. I'm going with the Ravens. And then Monday Night Football, we got the Eagles and the Seahawks. Listen, I just said the Eagles need a win. And they need one in the worst way. And if the Cowboys definitely beat Buffalo, Philly definitely has to beat Seattle. I respect Philly enough. These last four games, they've struggled. I believe that they shake off the dust, they shake off the rust, and they pull off the victory against the Seahawks. It won't be easy, but I say they pull it off. So those are my picks for week 15. I got the Raiders, Bengals, Lions, Dolphins, Titans, Packers, Saints, Falcons, Browns, Chiefs, Niners, Rams, Cowboys, Ravens, Eagles. 15 games on the docket this weekend. So there you have it. Those are my picks for week 15. Now, before I go, I have to give a shout out. I have to give a shout out. And that shout out will be to former, well, not former because he's actually still, you know, commentating on football games now. I did not know that he was born in Brooklyn. I did not know he's a part of Scorpio Gang. I did not know that. But 
huh, I'm definitely, definitely in all of him now. On top of what he said for my reason for shouting him out, and that would be Al Michaels, commentator of the NFL. I'm shouting him out because he spoke what I think every commentator should be speaking about when it comes to these football games. First off, let me just say he was removed from the NBC playoff coverage. Because you know when the playoffs start, it's going to be a couple of NBC games. And I think that, you know, they was going to bring him back. Because, listen, Al Michaels right now is doing commentary on Thursday night with Kirby Herbstreet from College Game Day. But I think when the playoffs was going to start, he was going to go back to NBC and do some playoff coverage. But they're not let. They're not. They're, they removed him, and the reason they removed him was because of his stance of the NFL covering Taylor Swift while she's at this game. While she's at the games, he expressed the importance of moderation, stating you can't make a sideshow the show, and I agree every ounce of it. I support that. Shit hard body. Because listen, I have nothing against Taylor Swift. She seems like a sweet girl. I get it. But there is no reason on God's green earth while every time this girl is at a game, every time Travis Kelsey makes a catch, especially if it's a first down, they showing this heifer. We're not here to see you. Okay, I get it. You show her once. I understand that. Let her fans know that she's at the game. You can only show her once. That's it. We don't need to see her a good six, seven times throughout the game. We didn't come to watch her. We came to watch the game. And unfortunately, every game that she's at, especially when the Chiefs have been on primetime television, if they've been on a national televised game, if she wasn't on tour, she was at that game. And if Travis Kelsey made a catch that led to a first down or maybe even a touchdown, the camera is right there in that damn booth showing her. Come on, we not. We, come on, we don't need to see her. We sh you showed her once. Fuck out of here. Now I remember Tony Romo. He was dating Jessica Simpson at the time. Now, I'm not even sure if they're still married or whatever, but the point I'm trying to make is this. Back in the day, she was a big pop star. Big pop star. She might have not been on the level of Britney and Christina Aguilera at that time, but she was a pop star. There was plenty of times she was at the games. I don't recall them showing her every time Tony Romo threw a touchdown pass. I don't recall them. I don't recall them showing her if he scrambled for a first down or something. I didn't see them doing that. So why do this for her? Me, honestly, I still don't believe they really dating. I honestly believe this is a publicity stunt in my opinion, in my honest opinion. But listen, Al Michael, salute to you because you spoke something that I believe all these commentators need to be speaking about.
Each and every one of them. Whether it's from Tony Romo to Bill to to whether it's Tony Romo and um Nance, I don't know his first name on CBS, to Greg Olson and whoever his co-host is on Fox, to Joe Buck and Troy Aikman on ESPN, all of y'all need to be saying this shit. We don't need to be seeing this girl multiple fucking times while we sitting here watching a football game. That's not what we want to see. One time is good enough. That's it. You can't make the sideshow the show. And that's what they was doing. The fuck out of here with that bullshit. But yeah, that's it. It's a wrap for this episode. Y'all know where y'all can find your boy. I am on Facebook. You can find me, Dre Day. You can find me on Instagram, Dre Day1985. Sportswear with Dre Day Podcast. The link is in the bio. You can find me on X, Dre Day1985. You can also find me on Amazon Music, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iTunes, Podbean, iHeartRadio. That's where the that's where the episodes are streaming from. So once again, thank y'all all for y'all continued support. Keep it going, keep it flowing. In closing, y'all know how this goes. This has been another episode of Sportsway with Dre Day Podcast. Once again, thank y'all for y'all continued support. Keep it going, keep it flowing. Happy holidays to everybody and their family. Be safe out there. God bless. Peace and love. Your boy is out of here. Peace. What up, what up, what up? Your boy is back. Now listen, there have been some times where I've done some bonus coverage. Put some bonus material on this episode. And I'm going to do a bonus right now. This is episode 316, am I correct? Now, 316 is monumental. And the reason why it's monumental is because me, I'm a wrestling fan. And my favorite superstar of all time is Stone Cold Steve Austin. Now, we all know Austin 316, right? But do y'all know what the 316 stands for? I know what it stands for. It means I just whooped your ass. But I remember being a young buck, watching the King of the Ring. And I remember him beating Jake the Snake Roberts. And I remember the promo that he gave after the match. And being that this is episode 316, I felt the honor to pay homage to Stone Cold Steve Austin and give my version of 316. And here it goes. The first thing I want to be done is to get that piece of crap out of my ring. Don't just get him out of the ring, get him out of the WWF. Cause I done proved, son, without a shadow of a doubt, you ain't got what it takes anymore. You sit there and you thump your Bibles and you say your prayers and it ain't get you anywhere. Talking about Psalms, talking about John 316. Austin 316 says, I just whooped your ass. There you have it. There you have it. Now, I know I didn't have the voice like him, 
But I damn sure knew what he said. And that was one of the greatest promos in WWE history. And that right there became the birth of Stone Cold Steve Austin. That became the birth of Austin 316. So yes, now the episode is done. It's complete. Catch y'all on the flip side. God bless. Peace and love. Your boy is out of here. What up, what up, what up? It's your man, Dre Day. And I have a PSA announcement for y'all. Did y'all know that only 38% of African Americans were able to identify financial terms on the PFN index, an annual financial survey? Why is that? Because we're never given the tools to succeed in the financial sector. Will with American Classic Agency has been designing financial maps for his clients to succeed for over a decade for clients on both coasts. With Will, you will be able to create a game plan to get out of debt and create the wealth that you and your family deserve. If you're interested, please contact Will at willspady at gmail.com. That's W-I-L-L-S-P-A-D-Y at gmail.com. Or call him at 443-810-0384.